Now more than ever, it's so important that we foster and develop emotional intelligence. But did you know that needs are closely linked to emotions? And that when we know our needs and the more we fulfill them, the calmer and happier we are? Hashtag 52 Needs is a podcast that provides insights into how we can all make this happen. My name is Angela Heiser. I'm a professional coach and facilitator. And each week a guest joins me to discuss a different human need and how we can all improve and foster our emotional intelligence. Welcome to Hashtag 52 Needs. And this week we are exploring adventure. And I have with me my dear friend, Gallup certified Clifton Strengths coach, Joe Self. That's a mouthful, but it's also a really, really great program. Who's a strategic communications collaborator working with organizations to improve team relations and corporate culture through the use of strength to improve communication and motivation. Joe is on a mission to teach Clifton Strengths as a second language. She also speaks English and, and Chinese. No, that's me. Oh. Spanish, right? Oh, yeah, we've brought like 11 Spanish, languages yes. between the two of us, except it's mostly you. Yes. <laughs> she <laughs> seeks to create a world where everyone can live to their full potential, where talents aren't wasted and happiness is contagious. Joe is a single mompreneur and expat who lives in Peru, and she understands the challenges and rewards that both entail. When she's not helping others create extraordinary lives, she can be found at the sewing machine, at the movies, enjoying a glass of wine with friends, or horsing around with her terribly precocious little boy, affectionately known as O. Joe is the soon-to-be-published author of the book on strengths. No, it's a series of books, right? Yes, practical strengths. And you're going to be the first. You are the first Gallup Strengths Coach who um, practices in Spanish. I certified. Explain I certified in us. Spanish. I was one. Of, I was one of the very yeah, first Spanish certified. One of the Spanish speaking certified coaches. So I actually certified in Spanish. Yes. Um, and there were but eight you were of the us. The first non. Okay, but you were one of yeah. the first people who was a non-native speaker to qualify. Yeah, I think at the Spanish program, I think I was probably the only non-native speaker who did the certification process. That's what I remembered. And I thought yeah. that was a damn good adventure, if I may say so myself. <laughs> it was. And it took me to Mexico City, which I had avoided for so much of my life, only to get to Mexico City and find out that I am in love with Mexico City. So <laughs> I love how we can just limit ourselves sometimes to what we think we're going to like. And then you get there and it's a total surprise. So even when I say I don't like something, it's part of the adventure, right? But even when I say I don't like something or it doesn't interest me, it doesn't mean I'm 100% closed off because way too many times have I discovered the exact opposite to be true from what I thought mm. something was going to be or how it was going to be or whatever. I've always found the exact yeah. opposite to be true. So, And then the fun <sighs> thing is one adventure can lead to another adventure can lead to another adventure. So it's, it's almost like, you know, it, it's, it's almost like a domino that kicks over many others. So the attitude of ta taking on an adventure and saying, I'm ready, yeah. that just creates more. Well, and on top of that, it's interesting, and I know you've probably experienced this too, because we've had a couple of these conversations in the past, but when you say things like, oh, I'm moving to Uruguay, which is where I went before I came to Peru, and people went, I'm sorry, you're what? Like, oh, I'm moving to Uruguay. Aren't you scared? <laughs> nope. Hadn't crossed yeah. my mind that I was scared, right? And you know that it's like their fears or their preconceived ideas. And I talk about Mexico now too, and people go like, oh, it's so different. Like, it's, it's really not any worse than just about anywhere else and especially in the US. Um, but we talk about the balance of, right? Like 
maybe I am scared, but I don't let that stop me. So I always remind people that, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't be brave if you're not scared. One doesn't exist without the other. Yeah. Right. It's just where a risk is not something where you fear or not. Yeah. Yeah. No. And some people will take risk and they'll be like, whatever, I'll do it. And then other people are like much more calculated risk takers. I think I'm, I think I'm more on the calculated risk taker side, but I do let my intuition guide me a lot more than the logic per se. It doesn't mean I don't think it out. I just don't necessarily let some of the things I think of hold me back would be the best way to say it. Mm. Yeah. No, and um, you and I have both been on adventures where I know that I've been on in places where my my intuition just went, don't go there, don't go yeah. there. And I would have people around me going, oh, no, I'm going to go there and then go, oh, damn, I wish I'd done that. Um, but that's learning as well. And Absolutely. you and I have you have you and I have done a lot of traveling. So we, have, we both enjoy going in and going. Yes. God, that that trip where we went. We went down to the Nazca lines and you never wanted to fly. I never wanted to take the flight. I never want another thing that was like, I'm really glad I did it. But I had no desire to do the flight over the Nazca lines. I'd heard too many things. It didn't sound appealing. It sounded too short. I had a list of reasons why I didn't want to do it. You said, you're going. I remember I heard them all. All right. I went and it was great. I think I was the only one I can't remember did you get sick I think I was the only one on the plane that didn't get sick no no I didn't get sick you didn't get sick no there were three other people on the plane with us they all got sick yeah no we were the ones who kept kept pushing our pressure points and yeah (laughs) not breathing (laughs) yeah yeah but that was definitely an adventure but it was was a wonderful adventure yeah Yeah. no when I think of adventure I actually just rewatched all the the three hobbit movies and how Bilbo goes on an adventure and how that leads him to all of these things and how he comes back a totally changed person. You know, and I think that's part of the importance of adventure. It's the, the hero's journey, you know, the ability to take on challenges and go and learn and come back and not back necessarily, but bring back the learnings. Yeah. Like the alchemist, you know. Brings yep. back all of this stuff and discovers that he actually already knew all of that. But it elevates adventure and elevates this to a whole new level. See, when you, when you say that, it reminds me of something that I have said for a very, very long time. Because I took my first, um, I was an exchange student in high school. And so I had an opportunity to go to Italy with the Rotary program. And I was supposed to go to Spain but Spain wasn't taking girls the year I went. So Mm -hmm. it was like, you're going to Italy. And I went, okay, okay. So I went to Italy and it was amazing, right? And so I did that. And then a few years later, I went to Peru, which again, I was supposed to go to Chile, but the family I was going to live with moved from Chile to Peru. And they said, you can still come, but we're going to be in Peru. And I went, okay, (laughs) okay, not the plan, but okay. So it's amazing how many things in my life have never gone according to plan, but they always turn out amazingly well. So that's why maybe that's where that yes part comes from. But one of the things I've always Mm -hmm. wanted to do is I've always said that if I ever got to be like the secretary of education or working in the ministry of education, I would absolutely require essentially study abroad. And when I say study abroad, Mm -hmm. I mean like starting in like eighth grade, maybe ninth grade that you would have to go. If, if we were in the U S use the U S cause it's huge, but you could use Australia as well. I'm sure that you would have to go from, say, Mississippi to Connecticut. 
or, mm-hmm. you know, Florida to North Dakota or somewhere where it's just totally different culturally speaking, even in your own country. And you would do an exchange where you would go there and then the person would also come back. So you'd share it like I did with the Rotary program for one summer. I feel like that should be mandatory. Absolutely. And that by university, it should be mandatory to do one internationally. I don't think anyone should be able to graduate without that. Because just the experience of having your eyes open to something that's different than what you know yeah. is so rewarding. Even if it's a bad experience, it's still rewarding. I did my first exchange program between Germany and England where I went over and somebody came over to me when I was 11 and I had had just two years of English and it was, it was hard work and it was the most rewarding thing. I learned so much and I think it really changed the way I looked at the world completely. And I don't think I would have lived the life that I'm living now if it hadn't been for that experience. I a hundred percent agree because I went to Italy I went to Italy when I was 17. It was, I was just going to say the same thing. I knew at that moment I would not stay permanently in the U.S. Yeah. I didn't know where I would go, but I knew the U.S. was not where I would spend my life. Yeah. And I did study, study abroad for a year as well. And that was something that totally shifted the way I looked at it. I mean, it just, it just moved my the life that I should have lived, should have. Um, you know, like, I mean, if that hadn't happened, I would be probably be living in a, somewhere in a small town in Germany right now. You know, and I don't know what I would be doing, but I definitely wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now, which is something I absolutely adore. So, you know, I'm just I'm just really grateful that there were opportunities, but I'm also really happy that I took them up because they involved a lot of stretching, a lot of risk taking and a lot of soul searching. Is this really what I want to do? Do I have the skills to do this? Oh, my God, I really have to step out of my comfort zone in a big way to be able to do this I mean I know I had moments where I was just quaking in my boots whether I was up for that and going maybe this is the time I fall flat on my face and then going you know if it doesn't work fine I'll do something else but the 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 learnings that I have made and the and again the self-confidence but also the self-love and the self-forgiveness when it didn't work out you know oh yeah that I think that, that those are the benefits of, of adventure and engaging in that. Now, what do you think? How can we include more? Because we're talking big stuff. We're talking moving countries and all of those things that we really can't do at the moment either. So no. even when we go back or forward into, into a world that is open up again to us leaving countries and you know moving around, but how can we add some adventure into our everyday life? You know, I, I would say... I mean, the pandemic itself has been its own little adventure, but, Mm. (laughs) you know, as we talk about external versus internal kind of thing, I think this has been really ripe for that internal exploration and what do we really want and what is really important to us and maybe even recognizing values that we didn't necessarily realize were something we valued. We maybe just took something for granted. Um, And that's, that's something I've even noticed just recently in certain travels, I never realized how much aesthetics was really a huge value to me, my environment, what I Mm. live in, how I do that until I left Lima and went to Mexico City and then came back. And I was like, "Ah," I did not realize like how much lighter I felt with more green and more art and more architecture versus being in this kind of sandbox on the ocean that's monochromatic and Mm. weather that never changes. And, you know, it was, it's really important to me to have that. And I think 
this past year, I mean, I had to really shift my thinking because I tend to be someone who's very, I'm always planning for the next thing. I'm always moving forward. I'm always doing stuff, but with things closed down, I didn't have that anymore. And it caused some anxiety for me. And I had to Mm -hmm. really shift to make myself more capable of living in the present moment and trying not to worry so much about what next, what next, what next, but Hey, what can I do today? Hey, what can I do this week? Mm -hmm. What, you know, where do I need to go and plan for things that were even longer term that didn't have maybe set deadlines, right? Things that were a little bit more fluid. And, and that is like writing a book. Like writing a book. Yeah. It's been its own adventure. Well, not, you, don't, you don't just write a book. You go straight into the adventure of writing a book series. Oh, yeah. It's going to be eight books altogether because that's how I roll. It's <laughs> <laughs> never, never just one. Um, there's a plan. But I, I, I want to mention this, and I feel like it's important because we talk about that personal sense of adventure. And I know maybe we were looking at how to get out and do things differently maybe, but I had to really um, dig deep because it's, I, I want to leave where I'm living now. I've been here for 10 years. I know it's not a good fit for me. I make the most out of it, but I need to leave. But one of the reasons I can't leave is because of custody of my son and not being able to get permission from his father necessarily to be able to leave. And mm-hmm. I spent quite a lot of time last year when we were in full lockdown Um, knowing that Mexico is in my future, knowing that leaving this country is in my future. And I think it's sooner rather than later. And what am I willing to do? And I had to decide, am I willing to let Carlos have custody of, O and go off on my own? Mm. And it is not something I want to do but I had to come to peace with the idea that it might be something I have to do at some point because it may not be an option. And I'm thinking through that and yeah, you know, without going into a lot of story, but that was, that, that was a big internal journey and an adventure I had to take to really imagine the potential outcomes. What would I do? And I think at the end of the day, because my father traveled all the time after my mom died, that was his job was to travel. He had to struggle with whether he stayed home or didn't. And my dad called me every night. We had a 20 minute conversation when I had something important, a play, a school event, anything. He was there. Mm. And so in spite of the fact that he wasn't there every day, he was there on the weekends. I never, ever felt like my dad didn't love me, that I wasn't important to him, that it wasn't there. So it was never about him physically being there. It was about emotionally being there. And I feel like as O gets a little bit older, I'll be able to relay that to him and hopefully would have the same experience. We're different people, but hopefully that's a possibility, right? But it was for me just to come to peace with the possibility of making that decision when it came, which mm-hmm. is probably a year or two years down the road. It's not even next, but I still, I had the time to mentally put myself in that position to think about it. Whereas in the day-to-day, we don't always have that luxury. I yes. don't know if that works with the adventure, but that was my own little internal adventure that happened during the pandemic. And I feel like that's an opportunity to explore what we want, what our dreams are. Are we satisfied? Mm. Are we where we want to be? 
And even if we can't take action right now, we can prepare mm. for the next step. Yes, always. Yeah. And I think that's part of the adventure to be able to say, I don't know what's coming next, but I'm going to prepare my mindset to be ready for it. And I'm going to look at options and possibilities and I'm going to keep dreaming. You know, I still dream of going, this is what I was going to do last year. My plan was to go to Europe for six months and I had everything ready yeah. to go. Um, and then the lockdown happened and everything disappeared. And that's still for me, that's obviously very much on the agenda, but um, is it an option right now? No, but it will be at some point. And I don't know how it will play out, but it is an adventure I really look forward to. So, okay, so in summary, we have adventure on all sorts of different levels. We can have small ones, we can have internal ones, we can have external ones. And again, it's not determined by the external circumstances. It is about, about creating that mindset that says, I'm ready to take on something that's unexpected. Um, and, and that could be, you know, like, I mean, I, I would say for me, it is getting on a bus that goes somewhere that I have never been before. I can have adventure in my own city, you know, like taking the train yeah. and getting off at another yeah. stop and then tracing my way back to where I need to go to or, you know, doing something completely different. Adventure is, is on all sorts of different levels. And so I would encourage everybody yeah. to find out what you can do because, you know, again, your way of adventure is not necessarily somebody else's because maybe somebody's ability to take risks is much greater than yours, but it does, or yours is greater than theirs. But just go with it and just see where it takes you and look at everyday life, as, as Joe was saying earlier, as an opportunity to do something different that, you know, that gets you into that. Oh, this is interesting. This is fascinating. And then just embrace it and see what happens. And then again, maybe it's one of those dominoes that kicks over all sorts of other opportunities. So thank you so much, Joe. That was a oh, great conversation. Pleasure. And thank you for sharing your personal journey. And um, well, we'll see you next week. You've been listening to Hashtag 52 Needs with me, Angela Heise. These podcasts are not created to provide answers, but to invite you to explore your own needs and discover what works for you. Find out more about my coaching and emotional intelligence programs by following Into Possibilities on Instagram at AngelaHeise.com and at my YouTube channel. And I'd love it if you shared this podcast with your friends, work colleagues and family. And I'll see you next time.